welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Windout. I'm Eddie. And I'm Timmy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is brought to you by XC's Exercise Services. Need help getting rid of things that go bump in the night? Feeling like you're trapped in a nightmare circle of unbelievable bad luck? Someone put a spell on you and not necessarily in a good way? Or maybe you just need some help exercising those demons that tend to weigh us down. We got you. Just give us a call or check us out on the web at www.getthefuckout. If you can't get rid of it, then you are truly fucked. Tammy, you going to be trying out XC's exercise services? No, but I thank them for their sponsorship. You don't sound too excited. They helping keeping the lights on. You ain't got you. You've never been haunted or feel like you've been haunted. Nope. Oh wow. We had a ghost, but that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> anyway, this week we dive into the world of The Witcher, which is about a powerful medieval monster hunter, Garot, played by the ever so fine Henry Cavill, and Ciri, the even more powerful princess whom he's destined to protect from, from those who want to use her magic and power for their own ends. As Garot struggles to accept his surprise destiny, he meets an all-powerful mage, Yennefer, who always seems to have her very own agenda. So, Tammy, did the witcher put a spell on you, or does it have you spouting curses? <laughs> um, the Witcher was a very, very good series. Um, I binge-watched the first season, and the second season, you know, life got a hold of me, and I wasn't able to um, binge-watch it, but I was still, like, anticipating the next episode. So it was way better than I thought it was going to be when I first um, previewed it because I didn't think I was going to watch it. It was going to be my type of show, but it turned out to be really, really good. And of course, we'll talk about why we consider it to be good. <laughs> That's it. Oh, I always thought that you like watched the or you'd read the book series or something like that. Huh. You know, I don't read. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I It took me a while. When it first came out, um, I watched the first episode or tried to get, I couldn't even get through the first episode the first time I tried to watch it. I'm like, yeah, um, I'm not about this life. It, it was it was slow going. And then everyone just kept saying how good it was. And I'm like, eh. And then you, I would hear more things about the, the way they did the timeline in the first season. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. But more and more people, um, everyday people, my friends, um, they kept saying how good it was. You kept saying how good it was. And so, and I, I kind of would keep up with it through spoilers and stuff, um, uh, reading different about the episodes. So I kind of knew what was going on. So I was like, okay, finally, um, we decided to put it on the list. I'm like, I'll check it out for myself. And once I got through the first couple of episodes, um, I was I was hooked. So I binged watch uh, seasons one and two. Um, and I was just like, yeah, it, 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 it lives up to the hype. Um, it's a little slow getting into those first couple few episodes, um, but it does get into the hype. Um, it does live up to the hype. So uh, taking it, I guess we'll do it kind of chronologically. Season one, what did you think about the wacky timeline like that? That kind of threw me off. It, yeah, and I agree. Um, it took me a minute to realize that um, they were telling the story of um, before Siri was even a thought in um, their minds, at the same time that they were telling of how we were, we were seeing the journey of them finally coming together. 
So yes, it was very, very confusing. I had to like focus on it a lot and I'd be like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, ain't her grandma dead? Like, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. Like, I, I had to get my right, wrap my mind around it. So, um, it was definitely very, very, very confusing. I ended up, um, going over to a friend's house and I had asked her, like, "Hey, you watched The Witcher?" And she was like, eh, "It's on my list, but I haven't gotten to it." So I was like, "Okay, we're gonna sit down and watch it." And um, I agree with you. It took a couple episodes. By the fourth episode, like, she was fully in it. Like, she was like, "Oh my god, like this is good." But she was also confused. I had to tell her like, hey, it's two timelines at the same time and it's going to come together the closer it gets to the last episode. So once she um, realized that, then she was just like, okay, all right. So I'm not as confused knowing that it's two things going on at the same time. Um, But yeah, but it it definitely threw me off. Thank goodness for the second season, they didn't do that. Second season, they're up to present day um, and then they're just going from there. Yeah. Because that was one of the things I was always reading about before I actually went back to the first scenes. It's like, they're so confusing. And I'm like, okay. And I think, um, gosh, the episode where Siri is, I think it's the episode where she's born or the one after she's born, it kind of all starts to make sense. And that's when you realize, oh, okay, this is the two different timeline things. But yeah, it it kind of... it, it that threw me off the, the different timelines but um and then I think during those different timelines though I'm gonna be honest my favorite ones were the ones that featured Jennifer like she was one of the most compelling characters from the very beginning um I actually loved her journey uh did you like Jennifer yeah no I um she was one of my favorite characters um because there was a lot of character development um, for her from season one all the way up to the very, very last episode in season two. Like, I think, like, she was still growing as a person. Um, and, you know, like, to realize that um, over the series, they're, they're not, like, 30-something years old. <laughs> like, they are decades and hundreds of years old. Like, they're, they're living for a very, very, very long time. Um, and so I loved her character development and how she was continuously growing as a person, um, from the very, very beginning when we first, um, meet her all the way up until I want to say like the last couple minutes of the, of the, of the last episode of season two. So yeah, yeah I really loved her journey. Because uh, like her transformation, it was, it like whoever is writing for this show, they do an amazing job, but whoever, uh, and they do an amazing job, especially with her character, um, because her transformation from the hunchback that she was, but even when she was a hunchback, like I I don't think she realizes that the thing that she always wanted or what she thought she wanted is power. She always had it because even as a hunchback, she owned who she was. Um, She was, you know, uh, she she thought, okay, if I looked a different way, like I think what she she was confusing in a lot of ways power and respect. And she thought, okay, if I if I'm beautiful, if I look more acceptable or respectable or like everyone else, then I will have the power. They will treat me differently. And they still sent her on the shittiest um assignment because uh she was elven, she she had elven blood in her, you know. So um and the map dude, you know, I don't remember his name, but I'm just going to call him map dude. 
he loved her regardless. Um, like when she was a hunchback, when she did questionable things, he, you know, um, but he, I think his downfall was he always tried to change her in a sense. Like he accepted her for who she, if that makes sense, physically, but her ambition, I think, was a little bit much for him. But she didn't, um, she didn't get the the ultimate power. See, I think with Yennefer, what I noticed was she realized that looks matter. And um, she had the um, power of being a, um, a mage, but she didn't have the type of power that she got until she changed her appearance. Because she was given that um, she was supposed to be going to Nilfgaard when she was a hunchback. It was only once she took charge after she changed her physical appearance and she showed up that it was a whole different world that was opened up for her. Once she, when she, because when she walked into that um, party, when she walked into that, um, what would they call it back then? I don't even know. <laughs> but when she walked in um, to that room and all eyes were on her, I don't think she would have had the same effect if she had walked in as the um, hunchback that she was before she went through um, the whole thing. I just think she didn't realize what she ultimately really was giving up for the power that she got. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. And I think, I also think she also wanted that respect. Um, yeah. That, 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 that comes along with that. But, um, you know, and she still carried she still carried a lot of that baggage and trauma from, you know, um, her previous life into her current life. Um, and so it was, and one of my favorite scenes is, or the episodes is when she was guarding that woman, the princess or whatever, and her baby. And at one point the princess just like the mask comes off and the princess just shows her ass. And, and so Jennifer's like, well, fuck you. I'm gonna leave you here and take the kid when she just created that portal. And left her there. And yeah. left her there. So I was just like, oh, wow. So it was like, she was one of those characters where you, because when it first started off, I thought she was like, I wasn't familiar with the books or, you know, um, any of that. So I thought Jennifer was going to be one of the bad guys. And there were times when she made some questionable decisions, but um, I, I love the way that she she turned out um, and her 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 emotional and her mental transformation was really good. Um, Siri grew on me. Uh, the first season, she was annoying AF. Like <laughs> I, I was like, OK, um, and I guess because it was it, it was a little it was like we said, the, the dual timelines it was a little confusing about how, how she played into it. But um, the, the first season, she, she was kind of annoying. Like, I, I was least interested in her, um, in her, in her storyline the, the first season. Um, I, knew, I knew she was an integral part of it, but, or I should say the first half of the season. Um, I really didn't start caring about Siri till the point where I knew that, um, her path was going to start colliding with Geralt. Uh, that was just me. I, because I don't know. She was just the little powerful girl lost in the woods who kept doing stupid shit, and you know. But what about you? 
I loved her. And um, the reason why is, um, you know, and I've mentioned this in other um, shows that we have talked about and other movies that we've talked about is what I, one thing I loved about Siri is the mistakes that she was making were typical teenager mistakes. Um, Cause she, she was a teenager. So she never had all the information. She made decisions more on her emotions than logically thinking it through. Um, I think a perfect example of that was when um, Vesemir was talking to her and she said, okay, I'm good with you using my elven blood to make um, witchers, but I want to be the first one that you try this on. And he was like, are you sure? And she's just like, yes. So even without thinking of it, but then you get to realize why she wanted to do it. It wasn't, it was more on, she wanted to have that ultimate connection with the one man that she considered to be her father. Um, and so when he had to, when Geralt finally showed up and he actually talked her out of it, all I kept thinking was she made a teenager decision. <laughs> like without having all the information, without fully thinking it through, without even taking into consideration the fact that more, more people died from becoming witchers than the ones who actually survived. That's the reason why they weren't as many in numbers as before. Um, I just think she was a teenager and she made some dumb mistakes as a teenager. But then you also have to look at um, Yennefer. I think Yennefer also made um, some very selfish decisions as she was growing into her power. And she only thought of herself before she thought of anybody else. And that goes back to how she grew up, um, what kind of life that she had, um, how it affected her because of how she was treated for, because of how she looked. But she also made some very selfish decisions um, as she was growing into her power. And I think Siri being not knowing who she really was also made a lot of those mistakes. Yeah. Um, by the second season, I, I, I was all in on Siri. Like I liked her. She grew on me. But the first season, the first part of the first season, I guess when they were all still split and they weren't really connected, she just, I, I was really least interested. Like I kept, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, can we just get her to Geralt already? Um, like I really wasn't interested in her story um, the first part of the season. And and I guess maybe that was because of the disconnect. Then once I realized, even before they got together, how it was connected, and I guess it goes back to that separate timeline thing. Um, once I realized, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I knew she was the one that Geralt was supposed to find in, you know, the girl in the woods, but it didn't really quite make sense. And then once once the dots started being connected, I'm like, oh, okay. So she's going to be more than just a little damsel in distress. And so that was, but by the second season, I was all in. Like, I loved her relationship with Geralt. Um, I loved that she also started to grow into her power. Um, and yeah, and she did make typical teenage mistakes. Um, and that didn't bother me. I guess it was just the first part where she was just, and, and it was uh, acceptable because, you know, she was the whiny princess. She was used to being catered to. Hell, she was, a, she, was, she was the heir apparent to the throne in this kingdom that was basically blown off of the map. Um, so I got that, but she, it just bored me. So I'm glad that there was so much more to her than what we initially got that fir the first half of the first season because I was like, oh, gosh, I, I, I don't know if, if I, I had no vested interest in her 
at all. Uh, like I said, the first part of the first season, her, her stories were the ones that I found the least interesting. What did you think about the troubadour? I loved him. <laughs> I don't know his name. I just call him the troubadour. Garotz, the Garotz, but the bard, um, yeah, uh, uh, the, the singer, bard. yeah, the troubadour. That's what I call him. Oh, um, he, he was hilarious. Girl yes. Quarantine the Witcher, loved it. It's a hit song. It was a hit song. <laughs> it's, it's, it's number one on the Billboard charts. Number one on the Billboard charts. Like he, I like how he knocked off BTS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely knocked off BTS. Um, I I loved how um. It was kind of like he was that annoying person that warmed, um, wormed his way into um, Gerald's life. And then he was just a staple in his life for many, many years. Because that's another thing. Like, besides the confusing timeline, it's also, in fact, they don't tell you how many years have been between, you know, one episode to the next. So you don't realize, like, they were together for years, just traveling across the continent for years. Um, and so, no, but I loved him. Like, he was hilarious. He was hilarious. Um, I loved him in the first season. And then I loved him in the second season. One of my favorite scenes is one is when Geralt comes and gets him. And, like, he's just talking. And Geralt's just standing there like, all right, come on. And he was just like, yeah, I missed you too. Yeah. <laughs> And then Gerald finally admits, like, you know, I missed you. Like, I, I love that because it shows, like, they had a bond, even as he annoys the hell out of him all the time, he still, like, really cared about him, which goes into the fact that they said witchers didn't have emotions or feelings, but that was a lie. Um, they actually did have emotions. They did have feelings. They, they weren't cold-blooded. Like, they weren't cold-hearted or anything like that. Um, it just took a real special bunch of people to bring it out in um, Gerald. Yeah, like I, I love Bard, the troubadour, who, who would make up a song about anything. I loved his Witcher song, that vengeful Witcher song about. <laughs> and the, oh, when he was in the box? Yeah, and then yeah. the one time you see that the tear, like cry, like he wanted to cry. And I, he, he was comic relief, but he also spoke a lot of truths. Like I loved him. And like you said, the way he just kind of, how he begrudgingly became um, Geralt's BFF. Because um, it was just like, how did this little parasite become my friend? And then you realize that he is one of the most important people in your life. Like, he is your sidekick. And um, so I love that. And I loved his relationship with Yennefer, like how he called her out. He was still scared of her power, but he called her out. Like, they, they had that, I hate you because you're dating my best friend type vibe. And, and I hate you because you're, you're the guy that I, that I love. You're his idiotic best friend, you know? So they have that kind of vibe going on. Um, and I, so I guess since I gave it away, what did you think of Geralt and Jennifer as a couple? Um, I'm still, I'm still developing my thoughts on that. <laughs> Um, I, just like Siri is his destiny, I do think ultimately Yennefer was his destiny as well. Um, and she, it, so I love the fact that he finally realizes when she betrays him, because that's ultimately what she does. When she betrays him before she realizes exactly who Siri is to him, um, even as like, he's like, oh, I'll kill you if I need to. 
but he knows that he needs her. And so it's like, Siri's my destiny, but ultimately we're each other's destiny as well. Um, so I, I think it's like still, I'm still on the fence about it. Like, I, I don't, I know I like them together. And then other times I think more of Jennifer's selfishness um, just irks my soul sometimes. Um, because of the fact that she's so focused on certain things that she gave up in order to get the power that she has. And that that is what her focus is. So she makes some very, very selfish decisions. And ultimately, it affects Gerald more than anyone else. And so um, when she makes those decisions, I hate it. But when she's realizing, like, how much he means to her, then I'm just like, all right, I'm down for that. But it's all on on when, as long as she's not betraying him still. Like, I hope that this is the point where she realizes how um, important she is to him, but also that he is to her. And she stops making those selfish decisions just based on what she wants in life. Yeah, because what I don't think she realizes that her losing her power, it was a more or less a mental thing. And that other, the evil mage, the one that had been blocked off or whatever, she was basically playing playing on in, in the second season, playing on her worst fears. And she didn't yeah. she didn't get her power back until she was truly willing to sacrifice herself for the greater good. So it was nothing that you did that this mage promised you that was going to give you your power back. And if you would have followed through on the deal, whatever power you had, it wouldn't have been it it would have it would have come with too many strings, I'm thinking. I think and that would have been like nothing but pure evil. You know, so um, yeah, I, I agree. I do. When there, it's like one of it was like it's like one of those relationships. When it's good, it's good, and I love seeing it. Like I think they're great together when it's good. But when it's bad, it's like fucking toxic, like nuclear waste dump toxic. And a lot of that is because of her selfishness and her not being able to get out of her own way. Right. Uh, but I loved when uh, he met the map dude and he realized that, oh, he was one of, as he, when, when Siri was asking him, how do you know each other? And he goes, this is my good, <clears throat> my good friend. And then he tells her, and I met another one of your good friends. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, because when he realized, he's like, he said, oh, you loved her. He goes, I still love her. I've always loved her. I'm like, oh, shit. Is I was like, is Gerald going to chop off his head? Nah. You know? No, nah. but when he said, he was like, oh, you know Yenna? And he was like, Yen. Yen. <laughs> <laughs> like, piss and match. Whip them out, boys. See who's bigger. <laughs> oh, my God. But, okay, so what I will say is, because I'm sure, like, that's going to be one of the things. Um, One of my favorite, favorite scenes out of both seasons, just across the series, period, is um the Gold Dragon episode. Oh, yeah. When her and Gerald get into the full argument, and they literally hit each other below the belt, because they know they can. Ultimately, that's, that's how relationships work sometimes, right? You get so pissed off that you just want to hurt the person as much as you're hurting. And so when he um he basically throws in her face that the only her whole motivation is to get back to the point where she can have a child and he's just like yeah you're not mother material like that's basically what he told her like you're not mother material but you're trying to fight so hard to, to um, be able to have a child why 
why? And so, and then when she throws out, I'm not going to take advice from somebody who got a child surprise and then gave her up as soon as you realized that you, that was, that was your surprise that you asked for. Um, and so I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I think that was the most, one of the most powerful, like, conversations that they had together um, that really hit deep, but needed to be said. Like, it needed to be said. Because I think, um, ultimately, that kind of opened his mind more to the fact of saying, like, you can't fight going after Siri. Like, you need her. Like, you need to find her and protect her at all costs. Like, that is your kid. Like, she doesn't have parents. You need to protect her. That's your child. Um, so I really, really uh, love that scene um, that they had. What about you? I, I agree. Um, and that, as you said, that's the callus that put him. That is the thing. That is the moment. That was like that where you see the gears switch and it clicks that I have to go after this child. Because after that, after that episode, that's when his focus changed and he did um, go his his mission was to find her. Yes. And 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 to and to fulfill his destiny, whatever that was. It's like like you said, he he stopped running from it. Um and I guess especially after the genie and he couldn't sleep. Well they met with the genie. Um I love that episode. I also love the episode, one of my favorite episodes, and I believe this was also from season one, after he did find Siri or was it season the first part of season two where they went to stay with his friend before they got to the Witcher compound? Oh, that's season two. Yeah, season two when they went to stay with his friend, and um, I forgot what you called. I forgot what you called the spirit, but I was thinking, um, and his friend where he wasn't completely honest, but he had fallen in love with with that spirit. I forgot what you called him. But how she was, she was a monster. Let's just call her a monster. Yeah, how she was drinking off of him, but she had his permission. And I'm like, dude, if you and I'm thinking, and then he hated Geralt for doing his job and protecting Siri. But I'm like, if you would have been honest and told them, then maybe if you could have controlled your monster, because the monster was going to drink off of Siri. Like there was no way. And I don't think she would have stopped. And so I'm just like, yeah. But that was one of my favorite episodes too, was like um, and I was like, okay, y'all all love him. Y'all all want him to do something. But when he kills the monster, y'all all hate him. I'm like, what the fuck? He can't win for losing. And I also, <laughs> and I love, um, in season two, now that we're fully in the season two, I love how the witchers took Siri under their wing. Like first it was begrudgingly. But then after that, they all kind they just how they became so protective of her and how they were how they encouraged her to keep trying. Um, you know, Garot at one he was the protective father who didn't want her to get hurt and who, who wanted to take her training slow, but her being that headstrong teenager who wanted to do things at her own pace and didn't want to be held back. Uh, when they were encouraging her to do the Witcher maze. Like I love those moments where her and her Witcher brothers or Witcher uncles. And stuff like that. And then the grandpa, I guess we'll call him the head dude. What was his name? Vesemir. We'll call him grandpa. He was like the <laughs> father. He's like the daddy witcher. But I love that little witcher family that they had created. You know? I agree. I agree. Um, I, I thought it was. And I love the fact that like, because Gerald was willing to do whatever was necessary. He was going to, he, he, he was like, he was like, I'll take any of y'all out if y'all try to hurt her. But when he was persuading them, this is still Siri. 
Like, we still need to get her back. We, we can get her back. And when they agreed to help him, and then when he started calling to her to come back to, to fight the spirit that was inside of her, and then they all started doing it as well. Like, I thought that was just so powerful because even as she wanted to stay with her parents, she knew she had to go back to Gerald. Like, she knew Gerald was her future. Like, he was her dad. He was the one that was going to raise her. And I love how fast their bond was created. Like, I love how fast their bond was created and how she says he's the father that, um, he's, he's the only father I, I've ever known. Like, he, he's basically her dad. And he acted as her dad. Like, that was his child. And he was going to raise her. Which goes along with the last scene with him and Yennefer. When basically he tells her he tells Jennifer he's the dad but he basically tells Jennifer you're going to have to be her mother and I was just like oh shit so she got the child that she always wanted look at that look yeah at that. like you, you you've been fighting for this the whole time and now look at that like because he knows he needed Jennifer to train her because Jennifer was the most powerful mage that he'd ever met in his life so he knows that Siri needs to be trained in her power and Jennifer is the best one to do it. And so begrudgingly, he realized, I need you. So you're going to have to step up and do what I need you to do. And Jennifer says, all right. And then they walk into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love that. And, and it does, for we talk about some of the other things that happened in season two, I love that, that, that it came full circle. Because that's the one thing that says, like, look, she finally got her family. Like, ultimately, once she got, once she got past the whole power dynamic, and think she realized I think she started to realize hey I have all the power I am truly powerful it became about the other thing that they took from her um which at the time her just being so single-minded on what she wanted she knew what she was giving up because he made it very clear if we do this you will not be able to have kids and she's like I don't care but over time it's like she did care and she's like okay they can there's a way they can undo it but so I was like, she did get her, she did ultimately get her family. So I'm hoping, I'm with you. I'm hoping that she's done with the betrayal part of it because that would break both of their hearts and they are going to need her. Um, they they are going to need her and we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, What did you think about the elves? I thought it was fucked up when they killed the baby. Like, oh, oh you mean the elf baby? Yeah. Because I, I, I want to say like Francesca was my girl. All right, because when they killed her kid and she was just like, oh, no, let me show them what real power looks like. And when she went through that whole town and she had all the babies crying and then she put her hands down and it was silence for a couple seconds before that woman yelled my baby. I was like, oh, shit, y'all fucked up. You pissed off the wrong one. Um. <laughs> So I I really I, I thought it was so sad what they did to the baby. Um really, really sad. But ultimately it all of this stuff leads to Siri. It all leads back to Siri. And Siri is the key to solving all of this. So I just hope that the elves um it doesn't take them a long time to like get connected with Siri and to kind of figure out what their part is in this whole journey that they're all on. Because I know Yenna knows she's part elf. Siri knows that she's part elf. Um, but 
it so eventually like in season three okay i, I we, we have to get to it season three at, okay the end of season two so the bombshell at the end of season two the man who is behind uh what was the kingdom's name the the people um Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard. the man in the head Mother Clucker in charge of Nilfgaard. Series real dad. What the fuck? I was mind blown. I did not. I kind of figured at some point maybe her parents were alive, but I thought they were in hiding. Um, I I thought maybe it would be both of them. I thought they were in hiding. I thought maybe her mom had switched on, had flipped on them again, or maybe ultimately her mom had them killed. I don't know, but my mind was blown. Like I was like, what the fuck? I was not expecting that. I I, I was at maybe expecting them to still be alive in hiding somewhere, um, for her protection. I was not expecting her father to be the one behind all of the destruction. What about you? I agree. I agree. I was very, very um, surprised that it ultimately became that the emperor was her father. So I, I'm i like, okay, so I, I'm just knowing in season three that that is a story to be told. A, what happened to her parents on the boat, how he survived, what happened to her mom, and why is he hell-bent on destroying his daughter? Well, he's not really destroying. He's not trying to destroy. He's, he's destroy trying to get her. Get her. So I, I was just like, okay, why wasn't she on the... So it's just so many questions. So what are you looking forward to in season three? Like um, Season three, I'm looking forward to Yennefer training Siri, just like how she was physically trained by the Witchers. I am looking forward to Yennefer training Siri um, with her powers and her magic. Uh, because even when... Um, oh my God, I forgot what the... I forgot what the other um, woman's name, the other mage's um, name was, but I feel like she was being very um, kind about it and trying to train it in the way that um, Eratusa trained her. But Yennefer is the one like, I'll train you in your real power. Not listening to what they tell you, but I'll train you in the real way. So that's what I'm looking forward to is the relationship developing and her training um, her in her real powers, as well as figuring out like how ultimately is all of this connected to Siri? How is Siri the ultimate goal for every single group that has been introduced? And those and those who have not, like we know the we know the underground witch, I'm just gonna call her that the underground witch needed her to set her free. But even as she got back to her timeline or her dimension or whatever, um, what Geralt saw there or Geralt saw there, it scared him. And he's like, and she's not done. Like, she's not dead. She's coming back. Like, she wanted to go there for a reason. So we know that we're probably going to see her some more. Again, I'm so interested in finding out her father, her, her real father, the emperor's backstory, like how he survived all of that, why he destroyed, why he, he had it to destroy Sintra. Uh, was it all part of a plan all along? Like, it, there are just so many questions about that. That had me blown. Um, the elves. Um, is Francesca going to kill her BFF? Um, is her BFF, her former BFF, her former Nilf Guardian BFF? Um, because before Odu came back, 
they were on the verge of creating something really kind of cool. And then I know she's going to feel betrayed because she's going to, she's not going to believe that she didn't have anything to do with the death of her daughter. She just, she's just not. So um, I'm so, so interested in, in season three. I actually cannot wait. Um, it, it, it was really, really good. All right. So um, you got anything else before we rate this? No, let's rate it. All right. So what are you rating the uh, Witcher seasons one and two so far? Um, I am going to rate it a 4.0. I am super, super excited about season three. Can't wait to see what else develops of the story. Um, but yeah, like I'm anticipating. They're taping it right now and I cannot wait for it to premiere. What about you? Um, I am. I great minds I also gave it a 4.0 um I cannot wait to see the continuation of season three um I love it it it, it is one that has definitely grown on me um I'm I'm actually thinking I might watch the prequel um the one about the I think this one I think the first prequel spinoff series is about the witches or the mages um so I I don't know how far I'm gonna dive into the witcher universe but um I might give the prequel a shot too um, and those of you who may be a little skeptical um, about the first season and the first few episodes, trust me, once you get past that and just go in knowing that there are dual timelines that first, the first, the majority of the first season, then it is so much better. So I highly, highly recommend that you all give it a try. All right. Well, I guess that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify Podcasts. Can we still say that, Spotify? We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> you can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment pop culture news, as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the Popcorn Wind Down. Please stay tuned for the new and improved version of the PopcornWindDown.com coming to you. That's it. That's the plug. Pop, 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 pop. Pop, pop. Pop. I need to hire a mage to get me my ding on uh, sound effects. There we you go. See. See, see. That's we, what we going to see. I might need to call XC's exercise services to see if they can uh, put a spell on you to get me my sound effects. Only a good <laughs> spell, though. All right. Um, so thank you, as always. And be sure to join us next week when we discuss Naomi. I am so excited to I am so excited to talk about that show um, with you and to see what you think. Have you watched it yet? Have you seen any episodes yet? Nope. Oh, wow. I really, really can't wait. So that does it for now. Until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.